Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And I'm happy today. (laughs) It's a pretty good day. It's a pretty good day. We're recording on January 20th. Um, I will leave it at that. Uh, But Rachel and I are in good spirits. Um, However, (laughs) there was an incident that was reported. It's been pretty widely reported um, on a candle that we both have been very interested in. Intrigued Um, by, yes. Yeah, and and since we start with news up at the top of every episode, we thought it would only be right to tell you that Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop Smells Like My Vagina candle uh, has reportedly exploded in one woman's UK home. (laughs) That's the news. (laughs) It's not funny because apparently this was a very scary experience for this woman, and I absolutely would not you know, want it to happen in my home, but it's just, um, it just makes me laugh. I don't know. This was reported. We found this in the New York post and yes, as Natalie said, the candle exploded into flames in the living room of a UK woman who won the odiferous product in a quiz. So in my mind's eye, I'm able to imagine this. It's It says that the, the candle exploded and emitted huge flames with bits flying everywhere, which sounds extremely traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she tossed it out the front door. <laughs> as as one does. You know, they, they talked to, to Goop and Goop said, you know, we vet the products that we sell and make and um, we make customer safety a priority. They've alerted the manufacturer. So, you know, they're taking all the precautions. We're not at all trying to uh, discredit Goop or the candle, and we're not certainly trying to say that one's going to blow up in your living room. Uh, Mm -hmm. But this was, yeah, it definitely caught our attention because we've talked about this candle, and I think it was uh, the subject of a wager that Natalie and I had. I was supposed to send you one or something. Um, (laughs) And it sounds like the woman that this happened to, she's got a sense of humor about it. She said it was kind of funny. and But she said, I've never seen anything like it. The whole thing was ablaze, and it was too hot to touch. There was an inferno in the room. So, yeah, I don't know. Scary stuff. Oh, and then I see she says, we eventually got it under control and threw it out the front door. So it sounds like they put the fire out and then just chucked it. Yeah, they're like, this This is this is dark-sided. We need to get this out of our dwelling immediately. <laughs> possessed. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't send this to you, Natalie. I'm still interested, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm still, I'm still willing. I'm still willing if you are. I mean... I, I, I feel like this is a bit of an anomaly, this candle yes. exploding, just because we don't hear about candles exploding very often. So um, it's just funny that it's a goop candle. Yeah. And like a very high-profile high person is, t- is attached to this brand. Exactly. You are attached to the brand of The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> don't put that all on me. You used to be too. I used to be too. I, I, I have to say I haven't watched in a few seasons, um, but – you know, as a not so uh, delicate segue into our next <laughs> news story, um, Tyler Cameron, who he was never the bachelor, right? No, he was the runner up on um, Hannah Brown's season uh, okay. just a couple years ago. I don't know. Time is a construct. Everything's blurring together right now. So Tyler Cameron was a runner up 
very dreamy looking man, uh, very nice individual, does a lot of stuff for charity, and he just kind of blew up on the internet. He's good with his hands. What'd you say? He's good with his hands? Yeah, he's a contractor. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. We mentioned him before on this sh- on this podcast because he had a uh, short-lived deal with Quibi, RIP, to sh- do a show called Barkitecture about dog houses. I'm Julia Kenza, and I'm an interior designer. Oh, we just picking up the beauty. I'm Tyler Cameron, and I'm a contractor. Looks square, looks solid. We're good to go. Together, we make some bomb customized dog houses. So anyway, Tyler is the, you know, the the cat's pajamas in the Bachelor world. And then he had a friend named Matt James, and they were all over Instagram together. And that's how Matt James became the Bachelor for this season. Um, I had given a break to the Bachelor as well. I'm watching this season only because I'm in a fantasy league right now, which, by the way, I am number one and winning. Okay. I would like to say. Um <laughs> Wait, I have a question. Was Matt, so Matt James was never actually on the series? He was never on the show. This is the first time, I think, since like the very beginning that they just plucked somebody who hadn't been on the show before. Oh, I didn't know that. And and Matt James is the current Bachelor. His season's airing right now. Correct. The world, the internet went so crazy for Matt James, seeing him in Tyler's photos that ABC just said, let's make him the bachelor. So he's the first black bachelor. Finally. <laughs> yeah, finally. It's taken for real. long enough. Not, was not in a show before. He's kind of a snooze, but I will, uh, I will set aside my feeling, my talk about the bachelor for now. But the point of all of this is that this week, the New York Post um, published a, an exclusive inside Matt James and Tyler Cameron's New York City bachelor apartment. And it Mm -hmm. is insane. This is not two young New Yorkers just trying to make it and living, bunking together in a, you know, crappy apartment. This place is legit nice. So their, their apartment complex is called One Manhattan Square. It's in the Lower East Side. It's, it's this huge tower of a building that's right on the Hudson River. They live in a two-bedroom place, and it's it's decked out. I mean, it's it's gorgeous. We don't know how much they pay for this place, um, but similar units in the building cost one point nine six million to buy, or rent for a two-bedroom place is about eight thousand a month. Um, I looked at the website. There's another one for sale, or excuse me, not for sale. There there are some units for sale, but there's another place for rent right now for like. 6900 a month so noise um yeah <laughs> this place is pricey and it makes sense um there's a bunch of different amenities there's like i saw on their instagram there's like a uh, an indoor golf driving range i saw that yeah. um there's a spa there's a massive pool there's a basketball court it's it's one of those places where you're paying for views, you're paying for space, and you're also paying for amenities, um, which in COVID time might be kind of challenging, though. I don't know if these amenities are all open at this point um, Yeah, because of the pandemic. The, but the same question bugged you and me both, which is how do two people who before the past, I don't know, year or so were complete nobodies mm-hmm. afford a place like this? 
I mean, I know they're, they're roommates. They're splitting the rent. So if they do, if their rent is 8,000, they're each paying four, but like, that's still a lot. So I did a bit of research on influencers because we can both, we consider, we can consider them both influencers on Instagram. Um, Tyler has 2.2 million followers and Matt has 748,000 followers. So according to Vox, influencers with up to a million followers can get around $10,000 per post. It can be more if you are a more high profile person. I imagine Matt James being the bachelor. um, If he's going to do some spawn con for like a supplement or um, I don't know what else they do spawn con for like socks sunglasses (laughs) sunglasses <laughs> that's um, sock money <laughs> he he might bring in more than ten thousand, and then anyone who has over a million can get up to like a hundred thousand dollars per post if you're a kardashian you're commanding maybe half a million per post um i wouldn't be surprised to hear that tyler commands six figures per post though with I his 2.2 million either. and i know the bachelor following. pays the the lead so although I don't know when like when do you cash out on yeah on that money but um I'm just I remember vividly reading or listening to maybe it was a podcast with Tyler not that long ago where he was talking about his current apartment with Matt James and how they were sharing a room like Mm. they weren't sharing an apartment they were sharing a bedroom in New York just trying to make it and now here they are in this luxury place with views of the river and in the financial district. And it's just, I don't know, it's just shocking to me how quickly as an influencer you can amass that kind of money. It is. And I know that Tyler, before The Bachelor, he was working as a model. And I'm sure he's picked up a bunch of gigs after the fact, now that he's blown up um, as a personality and, you know, as a good-looking man. Um, So that can be profitable being a model for for I haven't I have to confess I didn't do a deep dive on Tyler Cameron's um <laughs> modeling campaigns uh <laughs> or what type of spawn con he is or isn't doing on his Instagram but um yeah and then also something that was quoted in the New York Post they spoke to somebody a representative for I think it's a representative for um the condo complex and she said, no, they're not getting paid to to um, post about one Manhattan Square. Um, they pay rent just like everyone else. Yeah, there's no but, quid, pro quo, uh, quid pro quo happening there. Right. But I, I'm going to call bull on that. You think? You think she's just straight up lying about it? I think that I think that they get like a, they have to pay a reduced rent is what I'm thinking. Like, okay, so they have to pay something, but maybe they're, maybe they're cutting off like 20%. I don't know. I just, maybe they get free parking. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe they get free parking, free amenities. They get a few free massages in the spa. I just feel like we've seen this before. Like I remember a couple years ago, um, Tavi Govinson, who's like a writer and an actor, um, she, posted spawn con about this apartment complex in Brooklyn um and was like I live here and it's so awesome and like you should live here too but then a bunch of people were like no you don't live there you live in the West Village like we we know you don't live there really but like okay yeah so I feel like 
sometimes these high profile apartment complexes will do this and try to like grab someone who's like you know I mean for Brooklyn it makes sense that they would go for Tavi because she's kind of like a hipster like cool girl but um for for more of like a Manhattan Lower East Side kind of person I get why they would go with Tyler Cameron and Matt James um I never even thought about there being spawn con for apartment buildings that's fascinating yeah I can't I just don't I don't believe that they are doing this for free interesting like their their business manager wouldn't let them do this for free right <laughs> let them live there or let them post let them advertise living there like they appear in um one Manhattan Square's Instagram like there's photos of them in the spa there's a photo of Matt playing basketball in the court uh. and they're, and they're tagged in it and they've I think they've also posted on their own Instagrams and they've tagged one Manhattan Square so like that's that's a form of spawn con and I just don't feel like in this day and age, the way Instagram is used by so many of these influencer types to make money, I just, I, I can't see them doing this for free. But you know what? They both seem like really nice guys. So maybe they are doing it for free. I, don't I mean, know. maybe they just love where they live. But I think that, I think you're on to something. And I wonder if we're going to continue to see more residential spawn con. Yeah. Let's keep an eye out for that. Let's I see think this could be a be. real trend. It's very interesting. I hadn't really thought about it, but I, I, I think you're on to something. And follow me for more tips on your Bachelor Fantasy League, because clearly I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, clearly. I, I got almost 400 points now. I'm that's that. I don't know what that means, but that sounds <laughs> great. Celebrity moves are a huge topic of conversation on this podcast. And while Natalie and I do do our very best to research and bring you the answers, there's just some things that we're always kind of left with questions about. So Mm -hmm. we decided to consult with a guy who knows firsthand. Our guest this week is a celebrity real estate agent, Gary Gold. He's the executive vice president at Hilton Highland in Beverly Hills. Hi, Gary. Thank you for being with us this week. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Fantastic. Okay. I'm going to dive right in. Can you tell us first, how long have you been doing this and who are some of your celebrity clients? Well, I've been doing it for, um, I've been doing it forever. I've been doing it for north of 30 years. Who would be some notable names though? Are you allowed to list any? I have no interest in doing that. Okay. All right. We had to ask. I mean, but I mean, literally, I mean, who do you think buys you know, houses for 50 and a hundred million dollars. Can you tell us like, what's the most expensive house that you've shown before? Uh, last year, I, uh, last year I sold a house for $150 million. Um, I sold the Playboy Mansion for $105 million. Okay. You know, we're talking about some, you know, significant people. So Natalie and I were discussing a couple weeks ago, the house for sale um, in Miami. It's Derek Jeter's place. Mm-hmm. And the question came up, if we wanted to go inside and tour it, could we? So you sell these very expensive luxury properties. What kind of like proof of income or what kind of criteria would we have to show to get inside one of these houses and tour it? Well, it, it depends on the broker, but if the broker was just doing his job, which I would assume most of the people that are in that position are doing their job. You would make sure, A, that the guy's person is qualified. And today it's very easy to 
determine if someone's qualified. You know, like one of the big houses I sold, we, we showed it to 32 people and everyone was a billionaire and everyone with the exception of one or two, you could just Google and, you know, Wikipedia estimated worth $72 million. You don't, you know, yeah. you don't need a bank statement for that. So on the very, very high end, you know, these houses, almost everybody is super obvious. Now there are times where people from other countries or people that, you know, just acquired money recently or some people that might be questionable. They might have, be notable, but you don't know how much money they have. Um, if there is that, you just you could ask for a, a, a statement from a banker saying this person has the liquid assets to purchase the home. That would work. Mm-hmm. You know, when somebody calls me on the phone directly, which you get a lot now because of the internet, I can tell within seconds if that's a real buyer or someone who's full of shit. How do you tell? Like, yeah. Uh, re- qualified people ask relevant questions. Hmm. Uh, so and what are, it's, it's, can you tell us some of the questions that they would ask? Uh, well, first of all, if someone calls you, one of the big things that a phony person will do is they'll call you and they say they want to buy this house. No one is going to call you and say, I want to buy this house. They're going to ask questions about the house. They're not just going to say, I want to buy it. So that's a big one. Um, mm-hmm. God, I, again, some of it is spider sense. Uh, Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a lot of, there's a lot of, you get a lot of kooks that will call when you have these expensive high profile houses. Uh, really? <laughs> yes. At least once a year, some one, some woman will call me and say that <laughs> I've had this like five times. It's like a joke that Diddy is buying them a house. Yeah. <laughs> And she oh, wants to look no. at us and Diddy's buying them a house. I don't know if she's just completely <laughs> delusional or at some point, I, but I've, I've gotten this like five times. Um, <laughs> and it's the same woman who always invokes the name Diddy? No, di- different ones, but it ha- it's happened multiple times. Another one that I'll get at least once a year is someone will be calling me and I'll, something's decent. They're asking about the question and they, go, they really are interested in it. And then they start talking about they have to pray about it. And then they somehow say that they have to pray over it. And Jesus is making this happen for them. I get that once a year. Oh, do they, are they a qualified buyer or are they just? No, 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 no. Is Jesus their lender? Uh, No, they, they think that they're going to pray over it. And they're going to, like, it's going to be an answered prayer. And somehow it's just like, it's their destiny. Another one I've gotten multiple times. These are the phony ones where someone's asking about this thing and then they're just like, well, we're just going to wait for the lawsuit to come in, that they have a big lawsuit coming in. Oh, gosh. So they're waiting for their settlement? Yes. <laughs> I I have a question. So you've, you've sold homes for like very high profile clients. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like homes that are owned by high profile people – have a higher pedigree than just standard luxury properties because we see these homes that come on the market and it's like, oh, Shaq previously owned this home and it has this astronomical price tag and it takes forever to sell. Um, do you feel like celebrity homes do carry a pedigree and is it is is it does it make sense or or is it just all smoke and mirrors? Almost never do they. Yeah. But they do have the, there's an upside. And this is how it works. I mean, listen, 
if Frank Sinatra's Palm Springs mid-century modern home where mm -hmm. hanging out with a rat pack and it actually has that feel and it just literally typifies an entire generation in that house. Mm -hmm. You can imagine yourself hanging out with Dean and Sammy and it just, I'd say that could have some value. Hmm. The Playboy okay. Mansion, probably the most expensive, the most famous residence in the world. I mm -hmm. had some value in addition that, that, that actually had more value just because of what it is than anything I've ever sold. If someone's also like a stylist or something, I mean, Diane Keaton, Diane Keaton is not only is she you know, a celebrity forever, great actress, but she's built some amazing houses and she's actually known. She has a bunch of them. She's done in Beverly Hills. I just did one in, it was a Lloyd Wright in uh, Lloyd Wright's, uh, you know, Frank Lloyd Wright. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah, so his son, Lloyd Wright's also a notable architect. Mm -hmm. uh, and Diane Keaton, about 12, 14 years ago, bought this house and sold it to my client 10 years ago. And But she redid it, and we just sold it, and you know, had a great style. So she's known as a great designer, and she does great houses. I think a Diane Keaton house has some additional value. But some celebrities have incredible taste. Um, I sold the house to, for a client. It was Michael Strahan's house. Oh yeah. Um, he's owned a bunch of houses, but wow, that guy's just got such style and impeccable taste. House was just perfect. Now I think it, we, we sold it for a lot of money because he just did a great job. I mean, I think it didn't hurt that it was his house, but what really helped was it was just such incredible taste and the house was so cool. Yeah. It's just a whole different world down there. And that's why we're so fascinated by it. Um, Natalie is in LA. I'm up in the Bay area. So um, one thing, I had this one house that in one day, Jay-Z, Michael, Jay-Z, Jay uh, what's his name? Uh, Statham, Jason Statham, Miley Cyrus, and uh, Rihanna saw this same, same saw this house in the same day, one after another. I remember I was showing the house to Jason Statham, and Jay Z was in his car outside, wanting to like wait to get in because he wanted to see it by himself. And uh, <laughs> I get that too, but can you imagine just Jay Z, Jason Statham, and Miley Cyrus in the house together, just touring it? That's amazing. <laughs> But I remember I'm sitting there and I think Rihanna was like the last person to be there. And she was like 45 minutes late. And I was just seeing myself and going, God damn, Rihanna, when are you going to get here? I was like really <laughs> upset that she was running late. And at that moment, she was just running late. I don't know who she was. She's a very lovely person. And people run late here in Los Angeles. It happens. But I remember I thought, <laughs> I just kind of thought I, um, I go, I, it's pretty cool that I'm just upset that Rihanna's late. <laughs> just it's another day in the life of uh, Beverly Hills real estate. Right. Agent. But in general, how I handle these deals and these people, I'm just, I have a job. I really focus on the deal and the house. I'm not really focused on, you know, 
that somebody is a celebrity or in some mind a celebrity or not. I'm just focusing on getting the deal done. Right. Right. Well, this has been fantastic and very enlightening. We really, really appreciate your time. You got it. Anytime. Thanks. Now it's time for Making Moves. This is the segment of the show where we catch you up on transactions that we've talked about before, celebrity transactions. Um, Whether something was on the market, we check to see if it's sold. Anyway, we're here to update you. So Natalie, take it away. So we're going to first revisit Kathy Griffin um, and her gorgeous home in Bel Air. This was a home, I think we I think we um, crowned her our real estate winner of the week because she had paid for this house in cash. She told publications, I forget which one, but she has gone on record saying, yes, I bought this home for $10.5 million and I bought it in cash. Um, so we applauded her for that. But this home she relisted for $16 million, um, and then the price dropped to $14.75. And we just got word that it sold for $14,010,000. Ultimately, you know, she did make a profit, so she can be happy about that. And uh, this one was on my short list for favorite home of 2020 when we did the the superlatives Mm -hmm. and we both chose which house we would have preferred to spend the pandemic in. Kathy Griffin's was on my list. Yeah, I wouldn't mind being being shacked up here. Um, okay, so yes, I'm sorry. She did. Uh, she did buy a smaller home in Malibu for eight point mm. eight million back in December. So she needed to move somewhere. So uh, now, yeah, she sold this one for a profit and is now in Malibu. Nice. Okay, and then let's move on to Chelsea Handler, the other comedian we're going to talk about in this segment. Um, her house is pending right now, and we talked about her house in October. Um, I believe she was our loser because she had a price drop of about half a million dollars. Um, this house hit the market for $11.5 million in 2018, and it's been on and off. You know, she's kind of been having trouble finding a buyer, but according to uh, the listing, it's pending. I cannot fathom why she's been having trouble. This house is incredible. Again, we will uh, link to the the photos in the show notes. You guys have to check it out. The backyard. Oh my gosh. It just, it looks like a, like the perfect Airbnb. Yeah. Honestly, I prefer this house to Kathy Griffin's. It's got more personality, I'll say. It's a little yeah, less Yeah, there's sterile. way more there's way more foliage, like way more trees. Um the backyard like you said is very zen. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, it's on it's not like it's on like a main thoroughfare, like it's it's in Bel Air. I think it's in Bel Air. Do 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 one moment, please. Yes, it's in Bel Air. It's like well, actually, you know what? It is kind of, that might be why. Okay, I'm looking at the map right now. Um, it's right off of Roscomare, which is like a main drag through Bel Air. And it's right off of Roscomare. So that might be why she's been having trouble. Because okay. if you're going to pay $10 million for the, for a place or $11 million, you're kind of want to be 
<laughs> you're kind of gonna want to be tucked away you're gonna right? want some privacy be away from the road noise mm-hmm. etc mm-hmm. yeah yeah I could see that as being a reason I mean I'm searching I'm grasping for one here because this is this place is just really um it's just incredible it's beautiful you know what this place looks like actually um do you remember in that episode of selling sunset that we watched when she did the night showing yes it kind of looks like that right with like the the brown wood and like I mean I know it's not like I know it's it if it was like feature they probably would have said this is Chelsea Handler's house but like I don't know it gives me vibes it gives me those kind of vibes yeah I mean it has definite LA vibes like for sure Mm -hmm. anyway so that is your catch-up um on houses that we previously talked about uh I'm sure we'll have some more next week Now it's time for winners and losers. This is the final segment of our show where we discuss the real estate deals that celebrities have made, um, those who have made a good deal, made a profit, and those who might not have done so well, lost some money, or had to slash the price on their home. That is the precise reason for our loser this week. It's actor Army Hammer. Now, you may be familiar with Army Hammer from his many movies, or you may be familiar with him right now from seeing him in the headlines amid a cheating scandal. Um, We're not going to talk too much about that. We're calling him our loser this week only for real estate purposes because he had to slash the price on his home by $800,000. Yeah. Um, like Rachel said, we're not going to get too far into the gossip. Um, you know, there's been rumors of cheating. There's been rumors of, um, or not rumors. There's been DMs posted, um, saying that, uh, revealing that he may, you know, have a cannibalism fetish, uh, (laughs) BDSM. He's, I mean, he's been known for being into BDSM and, and kinks and different things like that. So, um, there's just a lot of stuff. There's a lot of unknown. Um, there's a lot of women who have come forward that said that he was sleeping with them while he was sleeping with other women and, and they've had bad experiences with him. So um, we are not a gossip. I mean, we're, we're well, gossip. We are. We're going to gossip about it, but that's not why he's our loser. I think that's what we're trying to say. Yeah, that's not why he's our loser. Um, ultimately, the $800 million or $800 million. <laughs> price drop um, is what makes him the loser this week. But if if any of these allegations prove to be true, we will have no problem calling him a loser in life as, (laughs) as we have for some of our other, like for last, last week, for example, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Loser in life and in real estate. Um, We had no problem there. So this home, he and his, he and his wife who he's currently going through a divorce with um, Elizabeth Chambers, they bought this house uh, in 2019. So they haven't had it for very long. Um, And they, this is a house in Hancock park, which is a really historic, really nice Los Angeles neighborhood. Um, they put it up for sale in September 2020 uh, for $5.8 million. And three months later, around the beginning of December, they lowered the price to $4.99 million. Um, so clearly they're trying to offload this place. It's probably easier for a divorce settlement, I'm assuming, if they 
get the asset just out of there. Yeah, I mean, hello, Kim and Kanye. Right, exactly. There's a lot of unknown with the story, but um, for a numbers purpose, a real estate purpose, for dropping the price of his home, Army Hammer is our loser of the week. Our winner will put a smile on your face, however. Yes, this is a let's 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 chase it with a good one. <laughs> this is a really great story. So our winner of the week is basketball player Kyrie Irving. And it's not for a real estate deal he made for himself, but for a real estate deal he made for the family of George Floyd. He bought them a house. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? I love this. So Kyrie Irving, of course, basketball player for the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets. George Floyd um, was killed last year uh, on Memorial Day and, um, you know, sparked huge protests. And Kyrie has been a huge supporter, um, very vocal about the Black Lives Matter movement. And so the fact that he just stepped up for the family and is like, what do you need? Oh, you need a house? Okay, no problem. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. And we don't know where this house is, right? We don't know where it is. We don't know how much it costs. And we don't have pictures of it, unfortunately. Uh, Irving's publicist did not provide any additional details on the home. But we do know that he did buy it for uh, George Floyd's family. Yeah. That really, yeah. Um, that really warms my heart. And that is it for House Party. Thank you for joining us this week. Please subscribe to our show if you like what you heard. Uh, and if you have some some moments, <laughs> um, please write us a review and leave us a rating. That helps people discover our show. And we also just really appreciate the support. Uh, all of the shows that we discuss will be in the show notes. No, all of the stories that we discuss will be in the show notes. So if you go to your podcast app and click um, on the episode details, you will see those links so you can check out photos and descriptions of the houses that we talked about. If you want to get in touch with us, you want to ask us some questions or just give us some feedback, we would love to hear from you. Seriously, please email us at podcast at realtor.com. That's singular, podcast at realtor.com. You can also find us on social media. We're all over it. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're at House Party Pod on all three. Oh, should we also say we would love to thank U.S. News and World Report who just named us one of the top 10 best real estate podcasts out there. That was so nice of you guys. Yes. Like that was that was so, so unexpected and so appreciated. We were thrilled. Thank you, U.S. News. I know we were in some great company with the other podcasts that were mentioned. Um, so, yeah, thank you. And we will continue trying to be the best. Thank you uh, again for tuning in this week. And we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.